Hi, guys. <laughs> I thought you were going to say oh, hi back. I thought you were talking to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I go, hi, guys. And they just stared at me. Or should we start uh, over? Or should we no, use that? No, that's our intro. Okay, that's our intro. <laughs> Hi everyone, Caitlin's here. Hi guy. Oh, and Scott's here. <laughs> and Matt's here. That was such a fail. We're off to a good start. Hi guys, and they both just stared at me like, Duh. "This is why I need a woman here." Well, there's so many people you could be talking to. It's true. I, I understand how that could have been confusing. I didn't correctly communicate. Hi, Caitlin. Uh, hi. All right. So hi, I'm here Caitlin. with Scott and Matt. And we're here for a episode. Yeah. Swep number two. Swepisode number two. Well, we've done a lot of them. Yes. We just haven't called them that. Official episode. But I will two. say yes. that everyone voted. People did vote. So we Which did cool. we did put it on on the good old gram, the Instagram, and people voted and Swepisode uh overwhelmingly won. People loved it. So these Thanks, are guys. so by definition, a Swepisode uh, is, we're doing this again. We're doing this again. I just <laughs> shut up over there. Uh, is when it's like some version of like us, possibly my sister's thrown in or whatever, and it's not quite interview format. It's a little more okay. They're both rolling their eyes at me. It's a more chit chatty. By definition, format. a podcast. By is when definition, you- hate you. Okay, so just so everyone knows, today is we're recording this. The week right after Christmas. So we're having that post-Christmas, you know, weird week where you're just kind of like, what is life? Like most of the world is checked out. Yes. But I mean, you guys are both still working this week. Like most people are off of work, but you're both still working. So I guess it doesn't feel that weird. Yeah. You you guys lucked out. I think actually most people are still working. You're right. I think we just get it in our heads that it's like Christmas break, but it's like not that many people get a Christmas break unless they're right. a student or a teacher. I mean, some businesses, not businesses, but like. Caroline has a Christmas break. Yeah, true. Well, Caroline. Does she really? Oh, she does. are you kidding me? Her <laughs> life she does. is like someone rolled out a sea of clouds for her to just like, well, granted, this is kind of mean that I'm saying this. So she did just have COVID and have to miss her birthday. We, we went over this. We don't feel bad for her. <laughs> 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 oh my but, goodness uh, technically by the time people are hearing this it's going to be the new year so yes happy new year happy new year happy new year welcome to 2022 oh, 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 oh i saw the best meme and it was like well, granted, I'm not going to be able to describe it, but it was like someone making a horrified face and it was like your face when you realize that 2022 is pronounced 2022. Oh, like it's 2020 it. again. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> again. Thanks, Scott. I thought it was funny. I laughed when I saw it. Like it was like a cry laugh. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I, I legit feel scared when I think about the next year. When I say that I don't think that people are going to like really celebrate New Year this year, I really don't like because like – when we were leaving 2020 and going into 2021, everyone stupidly was like, Yahoo! It's going to be the, the best worst year in history behind the best year ever. And then like 2021 was like 
worse. No, I'm expecting hot garbage this uh, whole year. Literally, I I don't think that anyone is going to celebrate. Like, I think people are just going to be like, well, they can't and- because nobody can be around each other. Yes, yeah, so true. <laughs> it's true. COVID's back. Yeah, Omicron. Omicron? With a vengeance. How do you say it? I thought it was... Yeah, I guess it's Omicron. I just found out there's no N in it. I, I thought, thought it was, was Omen. Omicron. I thought it was Omicron too. I really thought that it was. I, I think did. What What is that called when it's like those phenomenons where everybody thinks- Man- Mandela effect? Is that what it is? When like everybody thinks- I'm not smart enough for this. I like, think it's like, Mandela effect because I think it's based off Nelson Mandela. So what is it? It's when it, it's- Something that's not there, but everybody thinks that it is. Yeah. Like everyone thinks a word is spelled a certain way when it's not, or everybody thinks like this famous character wears a tie, but they actually don't. But for some reason, everybody has that in their head. And like everyone thought it was Omnicron or Omnicron or something. And then it was like one day people were like, yo, there's no N. Yeah. I I, I thought there was an N. I never thought that. I think you guys are weird, but I will say (laughs) I didn't even find out about it till it was like six weeks after. (laughs) Scott's like, what's COVID? He doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. There's a a pandemic. Yeah. Scott doesn't even know what's going on. So obviously like Delta, what's the next one? Epsilon. Oh no. Omicron. Okay. I don't even understand. (laughs) Epsilon. (laughs) Isn't that E? What was the one? There was one before Delta too. Was there? Delta. I think so. What's I don't e? know. Delta Echo. That would be after Delta. Yeah. A, B, C. I would, oh, I would think in alphabetical order. Yeah, because we're already at O. Sense. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we're we clearly. Skip, we jumped from D to O. I don't think this works like hurricanes. Hurricanes, <laughs> hurricanes, isn't it? You go in alphabetical order and you yes. do like a male name, a female name, but that can't work anymore because there's no such thing as male names and female names anymore. It's like everything's it's gender neutral. So how, how do they even do this? <laughs> Why don't you have the naming committee come on your podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, I have something to say. Oh my gosh. So wait, were you guys happy with Christmas? What did you get? I'll go first. No, no, no. Matt, you go first. What did I get? Oh, I am blanking. <laughs> you and Scott got drones. <laughs> we did. We got drones, which are fun. I haven't I'm played so with these. From Daddy Chocola. Yes. I am so pumped about it too. So we're going to have some drone wars. Well, they got us drones last year, which were cool, but they were like little racing ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one is cool because it's an actual drone with a camera on it. It's like legit. Yeah. So legit. Legit. I'm excited. Do you and Emily do gifts? Did Emily get you a gift? Sort of. Oh. I I don't make life easy on her. I really yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm I'm technically getting some workout thing eventually. Nice. After I sell a couple of my other workout things to make room. Tell everybody what you got her though. I got her a a coat which she oh. picked out. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I don't even know what it looks like. So I got her. A oh, coat. I think it's the long Sherpa. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. Um, and then I got her this like, uh, real nice artsy picture of our dog Penelope. Which we'll link in the show notes. Yes. Weston Willow for those that are wondering. Thing wasn't cheap. Oh, really? Okay, (laughs) so Emily made a legit shrine. So if you know Emily, she is like- Obsessed. Obsessed with dogs. Especially, this is going to come out really wrong, but like tragic dogs. Not tragic, but like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Pathetic. Pathetic dogs that nobody else wants, which is like really sweet. She loves them so Mm -hmm. much. And so like Penny was like truly a tragic story, like found in a park, like had just given birth 
right? Wasn't it like a horrible story? Like she had just given birth to puppies and someone just like literally left her in a park. I think a lot of the story has been filled in. Oh. We don't know. Oh. Uh, this essentially, yeah, she was just like found walking I'm like, on the street. like she was thrown off a cliff <laughs> and then she rolled down a fiery mountain and <laughs> then Emily caught her. She was just found walking on the street. But if you've ever seen Penelope walk, like she couldn't have gone that far. Yeah. <laughs> Like she probably came from three houses down from where they found her. Yeah, you're right. Um, we think that they used her for breeding. Oh. We think. But Baby. not confirmed. So she's a little she's like. She's the cutest. You can follow so her on Instagram, cute. right? Oh, yeah, you can. Pennifer Lopez official. Pennifer Lopez official. Is there an underscore? We'll link it. Yes, we'll also link that. Jennifer Lopez official. It's a really good, it's a really good Instagram. She is the cutest dog in she's the world. She's so though. cute and she's so sweet. Oh my gosh. The kids can sit on her and she won't even do anything about it. Not a thing. She just She's met there. as a dog. But <laughs> Emily, it really, that is true. Emily made a legit shrine to Penny, even though she's not dead, but like <laughs> in the, like you would think, like she, she sleeps hung in up the shrine. this portrait of Penny, like above her bed with lights surrounding it. It's like, oh, it's like, it's very pretty. It looks really <laughs> cute. And it's in it's our bedroom. So, funny. <laughs> so we shut the lights off to go to bed at night. And there's literally just the corner of the room where Penny's sleeping glows. <laughs> 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 so that's amazing. All right. So then Scott, what'd you get? You got a drone. So I got a drone and then... I got um, a battery-powered framing nailer. That's so boring. It's amazing. (laughs) It's life-changing. That's so good. I'm so happy. I love that. Who's going to ask me what I got? What'd you get? I got... Platform Reebok sneakers. White. White platform leather Reebok sneakers. Wait, what are they? (laughs) because <laughs> I said it twice. I don't know why I felt the need to say it twice. But they're so gorgeous. I cannot wait to wear them, but the weather has to be perfect. And then I also got some black boots. And then the real reason that I wanted to have this conversation <laughs> was to bring it home to the fact that I got what I told everybody a few weeks ago that I was going to get, which was my drum roll. Laser hair removal. Gun thing. I keep calling it a gun because that's what it's shaped like. What would you call it? Laser hair removal instrument? Late. Uh, I was going to say laser hair removal laser, but that- Laser. Right. It just feels repetitive, right? Why can't you call it a gun? I guess it's a gun. I don't know. Just like, it sounds so intense. Does it look like a gun? It it looks like a blow dryer kind of. So yeah. So kind of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So used it for the first time today. Who wants a full update? I would love an update. Okay. I'm, I'm scared. So Caroline literally like filmed it in action, but I won't be uploading that video. But so, okay, here's the key. You have to make sure that like you shave really well. So like I shaved my armpits and then you plug it in and you have to like put it on the right level or whatever. So like- Doesn't that defeat, isn't the whole point so that you don't have to shave? Right. Well, right. I, I actually kind of thought- this is going to sound psychotic, but I thought like, shouldn't you have hair and it would like right. singe it off yeah, or something, yeah. but like you don't want, I want it, it to like melt You away. don't want it like bursting into flames. Like apparently <laughs> that's when it really hurts. Like if you have hair and then you put the laser on it, that really hurts. But if you're clean shaven, it doesn't hurt. Got it. Mm. So, um, 
I just used level one today. And so like when I was putting it on my skin and about to press the button, I don't think you understand. Like, cause I was, what I was envisioning the feeling, not envisioning, what would it be? Envision- anticipating. Anticipating. Thank you. The feeling to be was like someone snapping a rubber band against my armpit. That's okay. what I was imagining that it was going to be. Okay. And so like, you should have seen, like I was holding it there and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And they send you goggles that you have to wear. Like it's, oh yeah. Like I was fully what? like goggled. It was like a whole situation. Long story short, didn't feel a darn thing. So it was a painless procedure. Okay. So basically here's what I'm going to do. I'm supposed to do it like I think four times the first week. So I'm going to take tomorrow off. Then the next day I'm going to do it on a higher level. Then I'll take a day off and I'll do it the next day on a higher level and so on and so forth. And don't worry guys, I am going to make sure that I link it in the show notes and I'm going to give updates about my- Are you going to post the video? Yeah, I want pictures. (laughs) I'm not posting the video. I want- a picture from each time. I should do it before. You're right. I need to take a picture today. Yeah. You have to do it immediately. But if you always have to be clean shaven, gonna say, are you going to be able to tell? Yeah. It's going to look the same every time. It'll just get increasingly redder. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll figure out a way. We'll yeah. figure out a way to, to track the progress. I know people are dying. <laughs> dying. I think that people do want to know. I didn't have any pain on level three. <laughs> you know what? Next time you annoy me, I'm going to laser hair removal on your face in the night. <laughs> Yikes. It's going to take away my beard. <laughs> Yikes. That was so threatening. Yeah. I really do. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I'm going to laser hair remove your face. Um, <laughs> yikes. Okay. So ha- Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. I love Christmas. how you asked us what we got just so you could talk about I your didn't laser care. hair removal. I couldn't have Did, could possibly care cared less about what you guys got for Christmas. I, and then you were like, oh, and I was like, you both got drones. Move on. <laughs> no, ask me what I got. <laughs> ask me what I got. All right. So listen, New Year's is upon us. We were basically just talking about it. Well, hello. Today is whatever today day. Today is? This, well, what, what, what day will what this day come out? What day is this coming out? <laughs> the uh, third. The third. Happy New Year, yes. everybody. The th- All right. January 3rd? January 3rd. It's Emerson's birthday. Oh, Emerson, it's Emerson's birthday. Happy, birthday. Happy birthday, Emerson. Emerson is three on the third. It's her golden oh. birthday. Oh. oh, I love her. It's oh. the best age right now. She is at the She's best so age. so funny. She's just the funniest person that she ever lives, I think. She is hilarious. She is her own. What, what? Who said that? She's her own personality or whatever. Oh, oh, Corinne Tucci was like, She's a vibe. She is a vibe. She's a vibe. She is though. Like she really, yeah. that's the perfect way to put it. Like, it's not like, like I can't come on this podcast right now and like tell a story about Emerson that people would find hilarious, but it's just like in her presence, you can't help but laugh. No. She, she just has a way about her. She really doesn't care what other people think. Oh. At all. 100%. <laughs> Good or bad. So true. <laughs> she is just, she's something. Oh, happy birthday to age. our baby Emerson. She's so cute. Last year, her birthday kind of got crapped on because of COVID. And I was like, it'll be different next year. And now, 
Okay. LOL. Here we are. It's worse than before. But I, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus. I'm so sick of talking about it. I do want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Fun. Okay. So when I say New Year's resolutions, yeah. So Scott has a smile right now that's <laughs> like his face is about to break in half. He just said my favorite. Why do you go? Why do you love New Oh, I love New Year's resolutions. Oh, I thought you were going to say you hated them. No, I love them. It's Why? It's one of my favorite times of the year. Well, first off, I live in phases. I, I like seasons and phases. Any chance I get to like reset, restart, start something new, get rid of stuff, I'm all about it. So, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, New Year's resolution, whatever. I take the opportunity. So New Year's resolutions is perfect. It's so like you like change is what you're saying. It's a fresh start to the year, to life, whatever. So, I, you know, I could talk about it all day. I love Matt, everything. How do you feel it. about New Year's resolutions? I I guess I feel indifferent just because I. Well, I've never really stuck to any of my, mm-hmm. my resolutions, <laughs> but I like I like them in theory, right? I, I haven't either. I I think they last about a <laughs> week for me, but I don't know if I work out for a week. Great. I'll, I'll take a I, week of, of working out or like focusing on something like. All right. So Scott loves, love, 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 loves New Year's resolutions. Matt is indifferent. I have a deep, dark hatred. Like I. Oh, so we encompass the full spectrum. We're the whole spectrum. So everybody listening to this can identify with one of us. How can you hate New Year's resolution? I actually want to break this down a little bit. Okay. So I wonder if it has to do with like my Enneagram number or something like that. Although I think that you would maybe think that like an Enneagram one would probably like love New Year's resolutions because like we like rules and we like, you know, things to be like clear and what all that stuff. But like for me, so maybe it's not an Enneagram thing. Maybe it's just a me thing. Like no, I think it is. Because you know how ones have a really loud inner critic? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a, it, it, that's a thing that we struggle with. We have like a very, very loud inner critic. When I hear New Year's resolutions, I just hear like, here's a bunch of things that now you have to work. You already feel like you're working so hard in your life. Now you got to work harder and you're probably going to fail at that. And then you're going to suck. And like, that's how I think about it. So the pressure yeah. is too much. The pressure is too much for me. Like it. Wow. Yeah. Like, isn't that kind of sad though? Like as no, I process it's that, it's kind of sad. It's not actually because, because you're one or whatever, you're you. Um, if you make a resolution, you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick to it. If I make a resolution, I'm like, I'm going to try this. Let's see if it works. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to fly drones. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to play the guitar and learn Spanish. And yeah. then <laughs> I, I, nothing's going to happen, but yeah. I'm going to do it. But you are more like, hey, if I say I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to learn Spanish. So that would be stressful. Mm. That makes yeah, sense. like it really does. Like when people like when we have conversations like like it's so funny, like Scott and I, like in our marriage, Scott always wants to have like, hey, let's have a conversation tonight about like our goals and like where we want to go. And I'm always like. Oh, One day we will have that conversation. I, I don't like that stuff. Like I. I okay. I don't like. I live for that stuff. Okay, listen. Scott's like, can we talk about it right now? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like doing the budget, but at least when we sit down and like do our monthly budget or whatever, I feel like it's the type of thing where it's like we sit down. There's a clear goal. Like we have to go through all these expenses and see where we were over and where we were under and blah and whatever. And you can sit down and it's an annoying night, but you do it. You finish it. You figure out like 
how you ended up at the end of the month and you move on. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's like a straightforward, clean cut. There's a yes or no answer at the end. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we either have the money or we got to find the money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas like these floaty type of like goals and blah, like I'm always like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, yes. Do I think that I should be a better mom? Yeah. Do I want to be a better wife? Yeah. Do I want to be a better friend? Yeah. Do I want to keep my house cleaner? Yes. Do I want to do a better job of meal planning? Yes. Do I want to be a better Christian? Like, yeah, there's so many things about me that need to improve. It stresses me out. <laughs> We're both like, you go, uh, you, go, you want to take this one? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. Yeah. I, I get it. Cause I have a little bit of a one in myself as yeah. well. So it's overwhelming. Um, I don't personally do this, so I can't say whether or not it works, but is it a sort of thing where like, if you picked one of those things for the year, say for instance, um, I want to be a better mom Mm -hmm. and you broke that down into very specific actionable tasks that like you're going to do that. Like you can literally check off and be like, I did this yes, or I'm doing this regularly rather than like the whole idea. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Where and so it's not so floaty. Make right. it more concrete. Right. Like something simple of like, I'm gonna make it a goal every day to do this at nine o'clock. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's the reason anyone likes or dislikes goals. Yeah. Is because it it's either overwhelming or life giving. Yeah. And if you set it up right, it it should be life giving. You know, yeah. like no, you're right. It it should be something that you enjoy. But for me, even, I don't even love the resolutions. Mm -hmm. I like the process of going through the resolutions. That is what's so funny about us. It's like the fact, yes, you love the process. And I am like, somebody please rescue me from this torture. I used to hold sessions where I I would like, I would open up like, um, we'd use somebody's house or whatever. And we'd have like 20 people in a living room on, it was, we usually did it before New Year's Day, but sometimes it'd be like on New Year's Day. But we'd literally, I'd have a process of walking people through planning out their resolutions and reviewing the previous year, planning for the next year. Oh, it was one of my favorite days. Wow. Literally, I like know. we'd have just people all over the house with journals and whatever. And I go remember a whole, doing that one time. Did you at, hate it? No, I remember, I, that's so weird. I remember mm-hmm. one time being at Kim and Bart's house. And it was like me and you and like a ton of the guys that you were mentoring and like a bunch of your family and just like some other random friends. I remember. And you like let us. And I was like, all right, like I'm not like dying, but it's not like my favorite. Oh, I love that stuff. I love that stuff. I would do that every day. But I it's, actually, it's like you know what's retreat, weird? You're you know? right. And, but you know what's like super, super weird is that I remember something I shared that day that I wanted to improve upon, which is something that I actually still do work on in myself, which is so weird is, that that huh. stuck out to me. What is it? So I remember, yeah, I remember saying that, because I think at that time we were, we were not married. We were either dating or engaged. Okay. And I remember saying like that I was so struck by how your family functioned in such a way that they would always, always, always drop whatever if someone called and needed something. So like, I want to say something had happened like that day. I think that really struck me. Like it was like Kim and Bart, like literally had people over their house for new year's or something. And like some random person called and needed to get picked up at the airport. And Bart just like went. And I was like, 
what? Like I would never do, like, I would be like, ah, uh, well, I already have plant. Like I have, this is, this is happening. And then this is happening. And then I got to like, it would like throw me off. And they were so not thrown off by it that I remember like consciously being like, I'm, I'm going to work on that. I can't like, believe you remember that. I from- want to be more spontaneously like generous of my time. That had hmm. to be at least a decade ago. It was more than that, right? Because, well, no, probably a decade. Yeah. How long have we been married? Eight years? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Eight and a half years. So, yeah, if we were just dating or engaged, yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. That's so weird. That's like a recovered memory. You I just had, that. you're like Oprah. There we go. But that's why I like it. It's, it's like you're a right. mini retreat. I All like right, to review yeah. the previous year, think about the things that I want to get rid of or change or get better yeah. on. But then the next year, okay, what do I want to accomplish? And now, on the sad part is I'm very bad at the follow through with that. You're really good at the follow through. So I think on that note though, I think I thought of a resolution. I think I'm just going to have one and it kind of in a unique way encompasses all of the things. So hear me out on this. Whoa. And I started it this morning. It literally came to me last night, like, like in a stri- a stroke of genius. It's not really genius, I'm but okay. uh, me too. I've, okay. It's not that great. The I've build shared. Up. Yeah, I know. I'm building this up way too much. And I'm like, I'm going to eat more kale. I'm going to remove like, my hair with a laser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have no hair on my body. <laughs> okay. Tell us I'm dying. Okay. So there's so many areas of my life that I want to like learn more or improve upon that it overwhelms me motherhood, marriage, my walk with the Lord, my intuitive eating journey, all these things. So then what happens is I listen to podcasts or I whatever, and I hear about books that are like an amazing resource for whatever it is that I want to read about. And I order them. And I've shared about this before on this podcast and on my social media and stuff like this. I love to read fiction. I hate to read nonfiction. I really, really, really struggle to get through a full cover to cover nonfiction book. I really, really struggle with that. And so the problem is in the past, I've always done this thing where I'm like, okay, like I can't get a fiction book right now because I'm going to force myself to read this like book on parenting or I'm going to force myself to read this book on intuitive eating or whatever. And then it's like, I, so then I just don't read. And then I go through months where I like haven't allowed myself to read a fiction book for fun. And then I'm not really getting the nonfiction book done because I'm dreading it and I hate it. So I decided I'm just going to have myself every day read one chapter of a nonfiction book, and then feel free to use the rest of my free time to read fiction. Like, do you know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be like, I have to finish this nonfiction book before I can read my fiction book that I actually enjoy. That's awesome. Knowing that I have a very small capacity for nonfiction reading, I'm just going to be like, okay, you just got to read one chapter today and then you move on to whatever pleasure reading. That. So like before bed or in the morning or like whenever I have time. Now, granted, it might not even be every day because I don't necessarily have time to read every day. But the point is just like when I'm sitting down to read. But what a great goal too, because that's attainable. Right. You yeah. don't have to set something. I'm going to read 14 books this year. Like, exactly. No, just- that's what I was like. If I tell myself I'm going to read like 60 books, then I like will obviously never do it. But yeah. like I really am going to try to read 
one chapter. I am going to say, I'm my goal is going to be every day, knowing that I'm sure there's going to be a few days here and there that like we're just really busy and I don't want to get a chance to read. So funny. But so like I'm starting with a motherhood book that I've been wanting to read. What's it called? Risen Motherhood. We'll link it in the show notes. And the thing that I really like about it, it's been like suggested to me by like a lot, a lot of women. It's also a podcast, but because it's not one of those like tips, it's not like a parenting tips book. Like this is a better way to do time out with your three-year-old. It's more about like a mindset shift of like how you like think of like being a mom, you know what I mean? And it's like one of those, like, Mm. this is how we should like view our children and like view being a mother and it helps like kind bring like into perspective. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Some so might say start. a new year's <laughs> resolution. <laughs> that's what I just said. I love doing like thinking in concepts. I'm just kidding. You're right. That is it. You know what's point. even funnier is how different we are because oh, I know. for me to read a fiction book is torture. I can't oh. do it. Oh my torture. gosh, no. you guys, it's so fun. I, 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 Desperately want to like reading fiction. Fiction? That's the right. Yeah, yeah, fiction. yeah. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Seems so fiction, backwards. Fiction. Fiction. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I, I can't finish them. Yeah. Never. That is it's so, awful. I feel like you just haven't found the right one, the mm. right story to suck you in. No, I disagree. I go through seasons of intense reading. Mm-hmm. I'm either reading every single night. Yeah, me too. Or not at all. Yeah. I, I do that. What are you reading? What do you read? Business books or? Primarily. I like, yeah. Or like theology or whatever. I'm definitely like a non, nonfiction I'm so, I'm jealous That's of that. Awesome. I really, I really am jealous of that. Like I have very few nonfiction books that I can really genuinely honestly say I read cover to cover and like, you know what I mean? I, I okay. I take that back. If it's like a memoir, Sure. That that reads like fiction, so I can get through that easy, no problem. Yeah, and I guess that is technically nonfiction. I think, like, I really wanted to get into um, autobiographies and stuff. I yes, I do. I love that. I feel like I could really enjoy those. Absolutely. You liked McConaughey's book, right? McConaughey's book oh, was great. I heard great. that's really good. I bet I would Super like that. Super good. What was it called? Uh, Green lights. Okay. Green, okay. Link it in the show notes. Link it in the show notes. Um. Yeah, that was a great book. I did listen to that book though. Okay. But but I heard primarily he reads because it, he reads it. Yeah. So you have to. It's that like is way experience. better than my own voice in my head. For sure. It's Matthew McConaughey. So, um, yeah, that book was great. Highly recommend. The thing with nonfiction that I find like so intriguing for myself is once I come across something like an idea that's good enough or resonates with me, it just gets me super excited to like live life mm, in that way. That's cute. You know what I mean? That's like, but there are nonfiction books that I'm reading that I've, I've read and it's just like, meh, right. it falls flat and you okay. get bored because the idea is like not good enough or strong enough, but the good ones yeah, feel good like ones. they're changing my life in real time. Rich dad, poor dad. Scott, yes. how many times have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I read it, I think, three times this month. 
<laughs> and just, the Bible, and of course. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, he has like two other books that I reach, read all the time. Rich Kid, Poor Kid is really good. Raising Your Financial IQ, really good. So, so Scott doesn't read physics, but he li- you listen to audio books like yeah. a freak. I yeah. mean, you, you well, because tear through it's books. good in construction because I can just totally. put it on in the background and, you know, I catch 60% of it. It's better than zero. Time. Yeah. If I read it. And if you do it multiple times. times. Yeah, exactly. So you guys both are like really into like, you guys, Mm -hmm. I feel like are both always either reading a business book or a theology book or like a money type book. Like that's business. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Or like a podcast, like, um, uh, what's the one I was just listening to? You were just listening. Bigger Pockets? Bigger Pockets. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sounds so boring. (laughs) It's God great. bless. They make it's it fun. Oh wonderful. my God. All right. So I'm, I'm entering in and I'll give updates. So I'm starting with risen motherhood. Cool. Then I'm doing a marriage book and then I'm not sure what I'll do after that. I love that. I know. That's and so I'm going to, well, this next part is not part of the resolution, but I'm going to try to do it in the morning before the girls wake up. But I'm not, I'm not holding myself to that. The point is just like, Read your one chapter of nonfiction every day. Let me throw this out there too. If you guys, for people that need a good nonfiction book going into the new year, Laura Vanderkam is yeah. amazing. So she's pretty much the Dave Ramsey of time management. It's mm-hmm. so like Dave Ramsey That's is really for finances. Good. She is for time management. It's I could awesome. use some of that in my life. It's so cool. So she's got three books that I would highly recommend. She's got more than that, but three. One is what the most successful people do before breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One is what the most successful people do on the weekend. And oh. then one is uh, what they do at work. Mm. And they're short. I think mm. I listened like to quick- one today. Wow. The whole book, you know, and um, they're short, but it's it's really helpful concepts, like you were saying, of yeah. how to think about your time, yeah. but then some practical stuff, too, so to like, really oh, help. That's so good. it's fantastic for beginning the new year. Mm. Laura Vanderkam. All right. It's, it's awesome. Yo, I have a lot of work on these friggin' show notes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um. Time management's a great one, though. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, just putting my freaking phone down. I know, me too. Amen. And I only, so struggle. Amen. Only, <sighs> I, I've gotten really good during the day. Mm-hmm. It's the morning and nights that kill me. Yeah, yeah, yep. me too. During I, the no, day. I mean, I'm not good during the day either. I can but. go the whole day, have no idea what's going on on social media, yeah. not checking it, not caring. But the moment I wake up mm-hmm. and as soon as I get into bed, yeah, I can be on my phone till two, two, three o'clock in the morning. Like <sighs> same. See, this is where I struggle with my phone. Well, I mean a lot of areas, but like, like we don't have enough time to go into all of it. But so let's say I am like, okay, I am going to be really good today about like having my phone away and just be super engaged, like with the kids or whatever else I'm doing. But I use my phone for everything. So like, for example, me and the kids are playing a game. I'm using it for a timer. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or we want to listen to music. I play the music through my phone connected to the speaker. I'm going to do a workout. I play it through my phone projected to the TV. I'm going to check something really quick about like a bill that's supposed to be paid. 
through my phone. You get the picture. Everything I do. And so then the problem is if I grab my phone to just simply press play on a song that I'm trying to play through the kitchen speaker, I see it if I have a text or a, you know, notification from social media or something, and then I get distracted. And so that's what's so hard about and it. And that's is that exactly how it's designed. Exactly. Yeah. It's of designed to do exactly that. It's functioning perfectly to suck you back in. Exactly. So it's like, that's the problem is that, and it's like, we use it as our alarm. We use, like, I use it as my everything. So even if I'm not picking up my phone in that moment, cause I feel this need to check social media, like that's not on my mind at all. I'm actually trying to like, or even I'm having a conversation with my kids and Jace is like, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm just trying to Google a picture of it for her. You see the notifications and then you can't not click. You can't. I, what really did help me is I turned social media notifications off. Oh, I got to do that. Yeah. So I I only see stuff if I go on it. Oh, I have to do that. Yeah. It's very helpful. Okay. I mean, it, it does help too that I don't really post on social media as much anymore. Um, when I, when I was posting regularly, yeah. it's constantly that like, did people like my picture? Exactly. Yeah. I got to check. But, um, <laughs> yeah, now that I, I don't I've, post, I don't really care. Yeah. I found that it's kind of do or die. And so I think a lot of people know I got off of pretty much all social yeah. media. Scott like, is like dead on social two media basically. years ago, I think. Like he and still it, has his accounts. Yeah, he just doesn't right. look yeah. at them. But it, it was really, really tough. And look, I'm sorry to those of you I'm missing out on things or I don't, I'm not aware of them, but that was the price yeah. you have to pay. You've been, I'm, I'm so impressed with you. Like it's, you've been amazing with it's your phone. Hard and it still yeah. sucks me. And so if I have to like put Facebook on my phone to check something or whatever, same thing that night, I'll be up till 2 a.m. watching fail videos because it's so I have to delete it off my phone. I can't yeah. have it on there. I can't right. check yeah. because I can't just be like, I know. Well, I'm going to yeah. check it twice a day. Like I just, I, know. I don't have that ability. It, it destroys me, but I will say this is a soapbox for me, so I'm not going to go into it, but I'll say, listen to Simon Sinek about like, yeah. cell phones, how they're killing us or whatever. But, um, there's so much you can do. Turning off notifications, yeah. setting screen time limits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of good things coming out because people are realizing the damage that cell phones are doing. Yes. Right. You know, and I'm not talking radiation. I'm talking like psychologically. Yes. They're 100%. messing us up. So I think that's a really good one. I'm right with you. I got to be better at. I know. think the other thing that's a struggle for me though, is that like if I'm not engaging on social media or at least checking it, I'm also really horrible at like keeping in touch with yes. people. No, so then yes. I'm like, wait, I have no idea what's going on in anyone's life. Absolutely. Yep. And, so and that's, that's a, that's tough for me. 100%. And like, cause social media is not all bad, no. right? Like it really it's, isn't like, I think it could be the best. Like Absolutely. It's, it's well, original intention was, or not original, but a lot of what it was originally used for was really good. Yeah. yeah. Or like, even like we've talked about um, Marco Polo. Hello. Like we talk about this app all the time. I know that's not technically social media, but it's a wet, it's like a video messaging app. I've talked about it a thousand times, but like Marco Polo has added so much to my life. Like being a stay at home mom can be very isolating and hard. (laughs) And I love that I have like different Marco Polo threads with different groups of friends. Like, um, even like my best friends from high school, Kate, Jen and Rachel recently just got on Marco Polo and we've been talking like on a weekly basis and it's been 
so great, especially because like we were reflecting about this on Marco Polo, how like we've all gone through like a lot this year. Like normally it would be really hard to like keep up with each other, whatever. Cause like between like the kids and work and like people live, all, but like the fact that we're able to connect through Marco Polo is like amazing. So that's like a wonderful time that I spend on my phone. You know what yeah. I mean? But then it's hard to know, like, all right, at some point you got to cut it off. You know it what is, I mean? But there's also, there's two things with that. One, Marco Polo hasn't been hijacked with ads yet. No. Yeah, so right? true. So true. So you don't get distracted on there. But that's because you pay, you, well, you have the option there's to the pay There's the free version it, or you pay. Yeah, which you're is right. genius. You, which you know what? they all should do. They should all you're right. That. Yes. You're, and you're, you are right about that. So that's the good thing about Marco Polo is it's like, if you go on Marco Polo to talk to someone, that is what you end up doing. You don't get distracted by an ad or by whatever because there videos. are none. Yeah, and fail videos. There's nothing else. What's great about Marco Polo is like you're not getting that dopamine hit from the reaction. Totally. Because right. you're so, it's not like a number of likes or something. Because like you can see like the little hearts float up or something, sure. but you have no idea who it is. It, yes. How genuinely they loved it or not. Totally. You don't really know. You're right. right. You're 100% yes. right. When I, I think that one of the problems with social media is like you're saying, we're not connected, but we weren't built to connect with 700 people. Correct. Like your body, you can't keep up with that. You can't function that way. But Marco Polo, it does help us stay connected. Like for me with my family in Colorado, my mom is oh the my biggest gosh, fan. It's the she's best. like, I feel like I'm with the kids every day. I know Absolutely. what they're doing every day. I'm seeing it. I'm right there. And so that is a good example of an app that actually helps us mm -hmm. to function better, do more, stay connected. And so it, it's such a hard balance, right? We can't throw everything out, but right. I haven't figured out that balance yet. Exactly. Because so I would never want to be someone that's like, I'm not going to touch my phone at all between the hours of this and this, because I think it's important for me to send videos of our kids to your mom throughout the day because it's meaningful to her. And also it's meaningful to us. Like our kids feel very connected to their family in Colorado because of Marco Polo. Because they talk to them back and forth on Marco Polo mm -hmm. throughout the days. And like, like, so like something as little as Jace gets in the car after preschool and I'll be like, oh, like she'll tell me a story of something that happened. I'll be like, oh, get on Marco Polo and tell grandma about that. And, cool. and she does. the other way because I have seven, six nephews and a niece. Exactly. So I'm seeing all them at We see college, Kennedy at college. I'm seeing what Kale concert she's Israel, going to. Yeah. Connor in uh, Colorado, like everybody. Totally. So it's like, you don't want to be like, I'm not going to go on my phone. Cause it's like, no, I, I want to like connect with my family. It's right. important. Like it's important for me. It's important for my kids. But then it's like, right. But then at what point is it like, okay, you gotta put like, whatever. That's a whole thing. Anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I fully agree. But that's a, that's a really good example of an app that's beneficial. That's a good it app. Is. But I think you you hit the nail on the head, Matt. For me, it's nighttime. It's, it's nighttime. Yeah, the if nighttime I can thing is just rough, yeah. Not, but it's so hard. It's when so I lay hard. down to like finally go to sleep, it is so like decompressing for me to be able to just zone out and like Well, catch tell everybody up. what you really do on your phone every night. I play the same game every single night. <laughs> Wait, what game? It's it's Risk. It's a form of Risk. <laughs> you play Risk I every play, night? I play Risk. A but full tell game? Them, tell but them. But the, the version that I have, I can beat it every single time. He's never lost. <laughs> like, it's, it's that's so how, that's simple. How, but, like, don't you think there's so much psychological breakdown there? That <laughs> there's it's like so you've much. been through a day of, like, getting beat up, and it's like your children are challenging, and I your need job to is challenging. Something. And it's like you got to lay down in bed and just conquer this risk yeah. game six times before you close it's your literally, eyes. I can't lose. I beat it every time. Every time. And that's what I, but it, I think it's, 
Yeah, I think there's like a sense there, of it's a sure. win at the end of the it's day. It's something you need. But it also, it's so easy and simple. It's the only thing that like numbs me out. Because if I just lay down and try yeah. to just close my eyes, my mind is racing. Well, you really, Scott, it, I would not describe Scott necessarily as like an anxious person. Well, kind of. I, but like, I, there, I have things of anxiety, he, but no, I'm not. Right. No, yeah. like, I'm definitely like the anxiety ridden, like, one in, in, in the relationship here. Like, whatever. At night, Scott has trouble, like you really struggle. Like when you are about to go to sleep, like you start thinking of like crazy stuff, not just like I'm stressed about work tomorrow. Like you, you get consumed with like oh, very I'll anxious thoughts about with the kids. Yeah. yeah, sure. But also like my work. Yeah. That's when the whole day I'm like, okay, I, I need to finish this. I need to do that tomorrow. I have to pick this up, then go over here. I mean, I... My mind, I mean, listen, it's ADHD, like taking over, yeah. right? So my mind at the end of the day is going a million directions. Yeah. Mm. And I'm actually, a lot of people are really productive in the mornings. Mm -hmm. I actually find that I'm more productive in the evening. Me too. If I do, so sometimes what I'll do when I feel like I'm just going to be on my phone, staying awake for the next two hours, laying in bed, I'll be like, no, I'm just going to actually go work. And so I'll go and work for a couple of hours and mm. knock out so much. He is the most productive. So do you think that that's like an ADHD thing, like the productive at night thing? I don't think so, but I think that helps for me because yeah. one thing is, you know, even Laura Vanderkam talks about it. People are productive more in the mornings. Mm -hmm. But for me in the mornings, I'm thinking about, okay, the kids need this. I want to help Caitlin do that. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got to get ready for work. In the evenings, everyone's in bed. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just like, it's, okay, what do I need to accomplish? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, and I can stay up late. I can work till like 1, 2 a.m. and then wake up at 6. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. Ugh. But the other way around is hard. If I'm up late but then have to get up to work, that's difficult. So right. anyway, I don't think it's ADHD. I think it's just how I function. Well, tell people about your ADHD journey. So you you got diagnosed like late. way, way late <laughs> in life. You're, you weren't yeah. like an ADHD kid. I think it was like two years ago, three yeah. years ago, something like that. So you were almost 40. Yeah. So, yeah. So luckily, um, I mean, it's not a surprise that I have it. I think you probably could have asked me a long time ago and I would have <laughs> told you, yeah, I probably have it. But luckily I, I found this really great counselor, um, Jim Owen. He's an <clears throat> amazing, one of the best, if not the best counselor I've ever had. I mean, but just a genuinely amazing man. So he helped, um, he's really, really good at what he does. Mm -hmm. And he helped me just identify what it was. And, and it, was so freeing because I think I always knew it was, it was there, but to put some terms to it helped me to, to understand it better and utilize it and, um, contain it. And, mm -hmm. you know, all the things that, that turned it, that turned it positive. So I've always said that I, I didn't term it ADHD, but I, I always knew that I was like hyperactive or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, all over the place, but I've always felt like it was kind of my superpower mm -hmm. as well as my Achilles yeah. heel. And so I've been able to use it to, I don't know, harness the energy and do, do so much, but, um, you know, it comes with a, a huge downside too. And so he helping me just, just identifying it and knowing it was there, I, I think was like 80% of the battle for me. Mm -hmm. And then from there being able to, you know, get some medication really helps. Tell us about the pills for, and skills thing that Jim always oh, says. Oh yeah, he's great. So, and this is helpful for anybody, but you know, 
if you have any mental or emotional issue, he talks about there's pills and skills that help us. So um, sometimes we need pills. Sometimes it's just a chemical thing in our body and maybe a pill will help Mm -hmm. or maybe it's like necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about not every kid has ADHD Mm -hmm. and they don't all need medication. Right. You know, when I first got it, I asked him like, are we over prescribing this to kids? Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, we're giving it to too many kids. And also there's a lot of kids that need it that we're not giving it to. Mm. So it's like we're, we're missing it. Yeah. I think a lot of people just throw it at the hyper kid, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there's some people need the pill to help change the, the chemical balances in their body. I needed that. It helps me if I take I, it's a small dosage, mm-hmm. but I can feel the difference. Yeah. And it, it affects how I work, everything. It's it's fantastic, but not everybody needs that, you know, whatever. So there's the pills and then there's skills. And so there's things that I can do every day to manage ADHD, to use it, you know, whatever. Um, and so that might be journaling. That might be mm-hmm. sitting down at the beginning of the day and saying, here's what I won't do. Mm-hmm. You know, most people have to make to-do lists. I'm like, nope, here's what I'm not going to do yeah, today. Because totally my to-do list is everything that I could do. Yes. Right. Scott literally like on a sat, like, let's say we have a Saturday free. He's like, okay, so I do want to get a few things done in the house. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he'll literally, and so like, I'm thinking like, yeah, I was thinking maybe we could take a whack at like, uh, like, like cleaning out the closet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like for me, that's like, oh, that's getting something done in the house. Scott's like, I think I'm going to, you know, repaint all the trim on the exterior of the house. And then if <laughs> I have time, I'm going to tear down the deck for the rebuild. And then, and then I start also rebuilding need to, it. to, yeah. And then I'm going to start rebuilding and then I'm also going to mow the lawn. And in my and head, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to do all and that. And he actually thinks that's a feasible list. <laughs> And that I'm like, hilarious. <laughs> like it's psychotic. That is such the opposite of me though. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, so I have a humongous to-do list in my head, but I immediately get so overwhelmed by it yeah, that I'm like, I oh, free moment. I'm going to watch TV. <laughs> I do that. I numb out to TV when I have too much to do. I'm very, cause I get very stressed out. I just get numb. Me too. I do that. I'm a little, can you give me some of what you have? Yeah, seriously, share <laughs> it. No, it's not a, it's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because I will have a to-do list and then I'll start. It's like, I, I'm trying to add more to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, he I, I, I have to think of it. everything that yeah. I could possibly need to do. And I'm trying to get to all of it. Unless I'll tell you what, when I take the medication, mm-hmm. so I take Adderall, there's Ritalin or Adderall. Mm-hmm. Adderall helps me the most. Um, when I take it, it's a very small amount. Mm -hmm. It's like five milligrams. Like most people wouldn't even feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just helps me focus in and go, okay, I'm going to do one, two and three. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Did you have any hangups before going on the medicine? Were you like kind of weirded out? Like, uh, like, did you have any kind of like, I I will say I I just not hangups. I was always ready. I was like, if I need the medicine, I'll take the medicine. But I also didn't want to take medicine if I didn't need to, or if there was anything else I could do, but the same with any of it, you know, even just identifying, like I knew I had it, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to really think through it and like, okay, do I want the diagnosis or not? Mm -hmm. You know, there's part of me, people treat you differently Mm -hmm. or they think differently. Uh, The biggest thing I think with ADHD is 
people will almost kind of treat you with like white gloves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I need help, but I don't want to overwhelm you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm good. <laughs> or on. like, are you too scattered to handle this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It can definitely be used as a negative thing. Like, sure. oh, see, you failed at that. It's because you have ADHD. And yeah. Like, no. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I definitely had a lot of thoughts about just the whole process of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether I wanted the diagnosis or not, whether I want to take medication or not. But again, Jim was amazing at letting me go at my, my terms, my timing. Yeah. He didn't force anything. Didn't, he didn't even suggest anything. He lets, yeah, which I you, think a good counselor always does. They course. let you come to terms with, you know, they let you discover it yeah. versus pushing something on you. Um, so it was, it was a great process and I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for it now, mm-hmm. realizing the difference. You know, I think about kids mostly. Yeah. I think about a kid living with that, mm-hmm. like it it would be so difficult. I and, and I think even about parents trying yeah. to manage their kid and yeah. feeling hopeless or feeling like their kid is, you know, disobeying or mm-hmm. not a good kid or whatever, when really that's just how their mind works. Yeah. Right. That's how they're you know, synapses fire or whatever. And sometimes with a small pill or a few skills, they can live a totally different life. Yeah. And like for you, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I do feel like it's like a, it was pretty low risk trying the medication because it's like, it doesn't even stay in your system. Right. Isn't it like the type of thing where it's not like, right. You know how you have to get on a schedule. Allergy medicine has to build up up. in your system to work. Right. You have to take it for days before it finally works. This is different. This is like in your system and out. And actually, you know, obviously Adderall is a dangerous thing. A lot of college kids take it because it keeps you awake. It It diminishes your appetite, like a number of things that, people abuse it. But the funny thing for most people with ADHD is you don't get addicted because you usually forget to take it. So (laughs) it's like nobody really gets addicted. Plus it's such a small amount. I don't really feel it, whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's in and out of your system, low risk, minimal side effects. Yeah. Like, you know, so how has life looked different since you started taking medication and doing some of the skills? Uh, that's a really good question. I just don't know how to describe it. It looks very different. I'll mm-hmm. say it that way. Or does I, like it feel different? It feels very different. Okay. Um, I feel like I feel less, there's times where I would feel overwhelmed or mm-hmm. helpless. And now I feel like, okay, I can do this. I know? feel like, um, you used to be so much more like paralyzed <clears throat> to things like if they, you know what I mean? Like, whereas now if there's a ton going on, you're not quite like you're able to like logically take step one, step two. I don't know. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Because I've never, when I say overwhelmed, I've never felt overwhelmed by the amount of things. Like clearly my to-do list, I'm like, give me more, put more on the list. I can do more. But the sense of accomplishing those things. Yeah. And there's a sense of this in nines as well. Mm -hmm. If you read in the Enneagram nines, a lot of times, either are, yes. have ADHD or function like that. They say that nines sometimes get accused of being lazy, yes. but they're actually the opposite. But it's just that nines, like, what is it that they like start and stop things and start and stop? And then sometimes <clears throat> people are like, what the heck are you doing? You still didn't finish the, well, the mowing of the, the lawn. And you're is, like, well. In the book, they they talk about this a lot, um, where nines, it, if I have a to-do list, mm-hmm. everything on the to-do list is 
equally important. important. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So mowing the lawn mm-hmm. is just as important as attending one of the kids' dance recitals. I don't sure. know. Maybe not that intense, but right. But we get everything yes. feels critical. Everything, everything. feels like you so, have to have it yes. done right away and you need to get to it. So what you do as a nine or ADHD is you go to the first one, the most urgent thing, yeah. not the most important thing. And so mm-hmm. essentially that's one of the skills that Jim has taught me is to try to choose what's important. Yeah. Right. Uh, he calls it like wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like there's times where I'll have to stop and say, is this wise mm-hmm. to do this thing? So I'll start mowing the lawn. Then I'm like, wait a minute, is this wise? Mm-hmm. I know it needs to be mowed, but am I going to mow it right now? Right. Or am I going to stop and finish that other thing that I already started? Mm-hmm. Huh. And, and so that happens with, you feeling that? I'm f- You're a nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Because uh, even with something like mowing the lawn, thank God I don't have a lawn to mow anymore. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> even with that, yeah, like when I'm thinking about having to do that, it's very much like it has to be done right now because yeah. like it could rain tomorrow. Yeah. Oh and my then, gosh, you are um, yes. I Then I can't do it tomorrow. And then what if it rains the day after that? Yep. And then the lawn's going to be way too long. Yeah. It, yes, yeah, I did it's that crazy. with the leaves. I'm like, I have to get the leaves because if it snows, then they're going to be packed and I'm not going to be able to get them. So I have to do the leaves, even though I have this thing that needs to be done right. for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'll push and, off this project for work right. because I have to mow the lawn. And it <laughs> like, seems so important. And yeah. so it's not that the kid is lazy or that they're disobedient right. or whatever. They're trying to process this level of importance and what needs to be done at that moment. Yeah. And, it's, yes. and the, it all seems vital and important. Yeah. Right. And so the pills definitely help me in that, which takes off anxiety. I mm-hmm. would say it helps me feel different. Um, but, um, the skills help too. And I think one thing that's helpful for everybody, you know, is, is just, we never stop in life. And if we do, we go on our phones or whatever, mm-hmm. but time to just sit and yeah. think and breathe. Breathing actually was huge. Jim yeah. worked with me a lot on breathing. Yeah. Like it sounds so silly to even say out loud, but like to sit and breathe, like take deep breaths in mm-hmm. for a number of minutes. And make sure an, your stomach goes out. Yeah, it's your a stomach, stomach breath. Because yeah. when we take a deep breath, your shoulders go up. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, if you watch a baby breathe, their belly moves. Mm-hmm. Your belly should move if you're breathing correctly. Right. But it's amazing what happens. There's a great app for this. If you, if you guys want to oh, use it, yeah. it's the pause app. Um, and it's, some people call it meditation. It's more prayer, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's stopping. I and thought it was called the calm app. The calm app's good too. But oh, I've to used that, that to go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, but pause it, is different. Yeah. But calm, you now have to pay for. Oh, how rude. Yeah. They switched it. Yeah. That's amazing. Like one of the things I love with that is, um, they have, it called it's like um the the body scan yeah so you'll yes. close your eyes and they'll be like okay think about the to top, of your, the top of your head now think about yeah. your nose now think about your chin and it's it just nice and but you just like melt into the bed yeah yes. literally yes but it sounds so funny but you think about how much stress we carry and, and like you know is the pause app the one with john it's um with uh, Eldridge. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I love his voice. And he's like, that's enough for today. Yeah. And you're so like, <sighs> yeah. And he, he really, just, he's like, God loves you. Yeah. And that's enough for today. And you're like, <laughs> can I have a hug? <laughs> when you finish these things, right. There's, there's like 
yoga meditation where you're yeah. like, it's a physical like exercise. And sure. then there's the like prayer meditation where you're just stopping and yeah. focusing on God, breathing, like it's like Sabbath, you know, totally. it's just resting and we don't do that in life. And it's amazing the impact that has, not just for yeah. ADHD or anything else, but I think it's a majorly missed part of our world. Yeah. You know? It's so funny too. Cause even my stupid watch tells me to breathe every day yes. ah. and I ignore it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, you're vibrating. Forget Shut it. up. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a text. My favorite, <laughs> is a when, like my favorite thing it. is when people's watches like tell them to move and you just see them like wave their arm in the air and you're like, Galleries. that is not what it is trying to tell you. <laughs> Calories. <laughs> it thinks I'm walking. <laughs> yeah. So there's pills and skills, uh, you good. know, it's, it's really good, but I don't know. It, I think especially if for, I would say anybody that thinks they might have ADHD, but more importantly, for kids, I think it's important to properly diagnose it and to, if they have it, to get them help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even if that's not necessarily medication, but they're meeting yeah. with someone who can help them develop skills. Yeah, and like I said, even handle, just diagnosing yeah. it because it's not working to just tell kid. that kid like, no, you just got to sit, you just got to sit, you got to sit, you got to sit. It's like that's not going to help. Yeah. I also love that you emphasize the H in ADHD. I enjoy that. He says ADHD. He ADHD. does. <laughs> he totally does. That's funny. ADHD. ADHD. You do say it. ADHD. Yeah. ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Lauren always says Trader Joe's <laughs> instead of Trader Joe's. What's that thing behind you? A bookshelf? Yeah. <laughs> right there. Oh, what are you going to say? A TV? Yeah. Do you say it? A TV. A TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you say TV? TV. 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 Television. What TV. do you say? I don't know now. Don't say a TV. No, no, no. no, no. It's but TV. You did the first TV. time you said TV. No, because oh, he was I making was trying, fun. I was, oh, okay. was going to assume that's what you say. <laughs> a TV. <laughs> oh, should we, Matt, should we tell everybody else what Scott says? Oh. The lack of to be? Okay, this is going to offend Half of the country, or everybody west of, the of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right there just shows how you New Yorkers think of yourselves. It's and true, east and we're of LA, fine with you it. East coasters are like, "There's us, and then there's the rest of the All world." All right, so Scott, <laughs> let's role play a little to let to let people know what we're talking about here. You're driving home from work, and you realize that your brakes are squeaking. You walk in the house, and what do you say to me? Hey, my my brakes need fixed. <laughs> says my brakes need fixed or he would even go so far as to say the lawn needs mowed now <laughs> half of your listeners are like what's wrong with that no no nope. no no i really don't think so the correct way is my brakes need to be fixed to be is the, or is the, the lawn here. needs to be mowed now if you notice through this entire podcast, I have said to be. Yeah, yes, I've yes. Emphasized. So, we, so the, the sad I've thing been ridiculed is, so yes, much my family are the family who we are the meanest people that yeah. ever walked planet Earth. And so, like last night, even my mom, Scott said, like needs fixed, and my mom was like, 
What did you I actually just enjoyed say? that because she was laughing so hard. Like she I haven't like, seen her laugh that hard. She in really a long, was like, was, "That is not acceptable." It, it is absurd. Wait, so with the phrase "to be or not to be," do you just say "or not" <laughs> or not? <laughs> that is the question. Or not. That is the question. Yeah, I never realized that I had this problem either until Jimmy Hayes. Yes, shout out. I was um, on stage one day. He was like, you have that 2B problem. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you never say 2B. You just say it needs fixed. And I was was like, like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh my gosh, you noticed that too. And it took me probably another year to even... Understand For, when that needs to be. Scott inserted. was sticking to be in at the wrong spots. Like he would be like, "My brakes need fixed." Uh, to be, and we were like, <laughs> what? "Are you okay? Did you just have a stroke?" It was difficult. I was, I was like, "I need to be go to work." To be, like, it was so tough. I'm learning. I'm getting there. You're getting there. You're getting there. You're doing oh, a great job, Scott. We Thanks, love you, guys. guys. Do we have time for our Ted Lasso recap? We can do. We can do a quick Ted Lasso Let's do a recap. Quick Ted Lasso recap. Very okay. quick. So listen, listeners. Listen, listeners. As you know, Scott and I have struggled to find a show that we both really love. We found one. You did it. We did it. Ted Lasso, life changing experience for us. Wouldn't you say, Scott? So, yes, because my wife's love language is watching a television show together. And like that's engaging with joy. it together. Like, I yes. think that's so fun. It would, me too. Again, thank a, you. that's a psychological thing. Well, that's why I think it's so fun when people are in like bachelor groups. You know what I mean? It's like we mm-hmm. get together every Monday and we eat snacks and watch The Bachelor. And we know it's a ridiculous show, but it's fun to watch it together and discuss it. Like, it's so fun to watch TV with people, I think. It, that baffles TV. Me. TV. I know. No, I noticed <laughs> I said that. Yikes. It baffles me that like. But when I say Caitlin's love language, like that is her love language to watch a show together. And for me, unfortunately, I hate watching TV. It's such what? a waste of time to uh, me. He's so annoying. I It just kills There are a few things I love more. I uh, love watching TV. I, I, I enjoy TV. a good movie. Scott loves there movies. Because I can sit down. It's like two hours. Boom. Knock it out. Back to work. So what made Ted Lasso different for you? Um... It is such a great story. It's, it's just the best show ever. It's, now, it's Matt, when did good. you watch it? Good. I watched it a few months ago. Okay, probably. so oh, so you're. I finished it in October. Oh, okay, okay. So you're not that far ahead of us, I, no. guys. I want Ted Lasso merch. Like I am in. I'm so in. It's, it's amazing. I did so. I fin. I think it was October. I did watch it before season two came out. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So we just binged one and two, like all in one fell swoop. So, but I finished season one just before season two came out. Oh, so, did so season two just come out? It wasn't that long ago. Uh, when is season three coming out? So the Not funny part, soon enough. No. <laughs> the funny part to this is uh, we were actually watching the Emmys, Grammys, whatever. Yes, what like whatever that award show is. One of like them many and months Ted Lasso ago. won. Like all of them. everything. We were like, what is this? We were like, show? what is What's Ted Lasso? Yes. Yeah. And we were making fun of it. And somebody told us to go ahead and watch. I think your mom was like, no, it's amazing. Or, You're going to love it. I think Caroline, I don't know. Somebody yeah, was like, you really need so to watch it. It's this show about a uh, D2 football coach, Division II at Wichita State football coach, who gets recruited to go to England and coach Premier League soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, now I will say for a lot of your listeners, it's it's pretty vulgar. No, bad language. It's got yeah. terrible it's not, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, is there other stuff that's inappropriate? 
I Maybe think like a, a little like sexual innuendo and stuff. Sure, I don't know. sure, it's, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, don't watch harder... it with the kids around. It's, it's rated R. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Which bad also, language, if bad you language. know me, that's not my style either. Which is yeah. really intriguing. But I think that Do you know why? Because it's it's like even though it's bad language, it's like mostly innocent content. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I I would say with so. the exception of a few scenes. And it's. It's also like British football players. Yes, like it's the, like funny. They it's, just curse a lot. Yes, yes. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. It's so, that, you know, whatever. There's the the warning. What do you always? Yeah, yeah. Uh, disclaimer? Your disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah there we go. Um, but it's just so redeeming. It is. It it's is like, it really is like a feel good, you know, cause there's so much television that's like so depressing and yes. dark that sometimes you're like, gosh, I don't want to watch this at night. But like. Ted Lasso, it's like a 30 minute, like funny, great moment. But it's like, it's funny and deeply heartwarming. Yes. And it's, it's yes. not just deeply. like, it's not like the office where it's like just goofy. It's yeah. not like that. Like there is like a deeper theme happening. Like there's, there's literally moments where you want to cry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Want to cry. Did you cry? Or I, I did. Did you cry. cry. Yeah. What part In did you bed cry? Alone. All right. So this is a spoiler alert. <laughs> Parts did I cry? Um, I'm trying to remember a specific moment, too. but the, I, I mean, really, as you get to the, towards the end of season one, uh, oh, pretty much any of it is going to make you want to cry, but also laugh. I do think that season one, I liked a little more than season For two. For sure. I, I was don't gonna dislike ask, season two. Okay. With, without getting into too much detail, I was really like, I was almost disappointed at the top of season two. Yeah. Because they remove all the tension. I know. Okay. Go on. Yeah. So throughout season one, there's this whole story arc. Um, I'm trying not to say anything <laughs> to so spoil tough. anything for anybody. Uh, but it, the intent, the, like the tension is increasing and building and it's like the main character's life is getting harder and harder. And then that all kind of releases, in season two and you're like, well, what's the story now? Yeah. But no, I know, but they, they did bring some good tension back yes. halfway through. What did you think about the coach beard episode in season two? Weird. Yeah. Horrendous. What? Like, <laughs> like actually like someone needs to like really have a sit down with them about that. Like yeah. that should never have aired, but all right, I will, I will give a spoiler right now. Go. I, I legitimately thought he was going to kill himself at the end of it. Right. And I, no, I know because it was like, obviously they did this for a reason, but it was like, they did it for no reason. Literally no reason. I think what, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're trying to portray like a drug trip. Kind of. I don't know. Cause it was so weird. That's yeah. all I could compare it to. <laughs> I, I was felt just like waiting I was to see where something. this was going. Yeah. And then like the next episode is just completely normal. Yes. <laughs> it was I want, did they have like a guest director or something? Like it was like something weird happened. As good as the show is. It was so strange. equally that bad. Yeah. Well, like that episode was terrible. From what I understand though, he's actually one of the writers on the show. No way. Yeah. Well, I love him. He's yeah. great. But that episode I'm just not in that episode. Just, I'm pretty sure he's one of the writers. Oh, that's interesting. I have no idea what his name is. That is interesting. Maybe there's some like English thing we're missing in that. Yeah. I wonder if there, yeah. Hello out there into the world. If you know (laughs) anything about that episode, let us know. And do you know who created it? No. The, I think the original creator, shoot, what's his name? 
the 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 football player, the the really good one that Jamie Tart or Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <gasps> he created the show. Yeah, because if, if you, Kent! I'm pretty sure, That's or amazing. he like wrote the original episode that was like the pitch for the show or something. Um, yeah, because if you hear him talk in like an interview, he is not like no way yeah. that's amazing oh that's what i'm gonna do as soon as we're done recording is look up interviews with roy ken yeah it's very interesting well, he like wrote thing it is any i think any great show you have to be so into the characters mm-hmm. and this one's one of those where you're just drawn into the characters and you you're bought into all of them yes. you are you are bought into all of them yes like there is something about all of them that you are rooting for yeah even jamie tart even Jamie Tart. That's Even. what I'm saying. Like he is truly the most annoying person ever. But like, you're you, rooting for him. When when you see like his dad like screaming at him in the locker room, you're like, don't do that. Like, spoiler yo, alert. It's fine. <laughs> but it's like it's like, oh Jamie. Yeah. Like you it's, want him yeah. to succeed. Right. Like you do. Like you don't want him to be a jerk, but you don't want him to get beat up. Because I think like what this show actually does really well, and what I'm assuming is like part of what they're actually writing about is the reason why people are the way they are. Mm. And like the, like we're only seeing the results of people and their past experiences and what they grew up in and what their circumstances have produced out of them. But the show is actually diving into all like the little intricacies of that to be like, Oh, there's a reason that Jamie Tart is mm-hmm. the way that he is and why he's so annoying. Yeah. And there's a reason Ted Lasso is this happy-go-lucky, yeah. joy-filled, seemingly naive person. Yeah. Um, like it's actually diving into the heart of that to be like people are point. more than what you see. Even uh, Nate, who like, you know, okay, spoiler alert, like his character has crumbled and it's Mm -hmm. horrible and we hate him now, but you know, you do have that bit of like grace and understanding for him when you think of those scenes between him and his father. And it's like, it, it makes sense why he's become what he has become because his father treated him like he was. It's so great because I love when that happens in life where you Mm -hmm. start to understand somebody because you've heard their story and suddenly you're like, okay, you you know, you see them in a different light. Mm -hmm. And this does that so well for so many characters. I love that. And I think this show in particular speaks very much to the nine personality of the Enneagram because at least for me as a nine, um, it's hard for me to see that people are like bad just because they're bad. Mm. Like, and I know that sign sounds like I'm this like really awesome, generous person that gives a lot of grace, but like, no, every single person that I find to be like annoying or difficult, there's this constant pull in me that says, no, mm-hmm. there's a reason they're the way they are. Yeah. And there's a backstory. Like yep. this is not, they weren't just didn't come out of the womb. Right being this person. Yeah. They're not just a jerk for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why this show to me is just like, it's pulling all that out and making that obvious. Totally. (laughs) I love it. I love the show so much. Well said. Guys, good talk. Great talk. Can we talk talk more about resolutions? (laughs) Can we do a resolution meeting? No. Can we do a goals meeting? No. I'm done. (laughs) Guys, love you. Kate's going to bed right now. This was amazing. Everyone put your phones down. 
Uh, yeah, and nobody pick up sleep. your phone. Except just go straight to your bed to listen to this episode. Exactly. Most people are probably it's probably the morning for most people. Well, so. You don't know True. when people listen to their podcast. So put your phone down and go to work and drive your car. Be <laughs> safe. Whatever you're doing. Happy New Year. We love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Love you guys. Love, love you love, all. Love, 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 love. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions.